you're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. Hey everyone, Mitch here with a double dose of the Artist Alley Spotlight. Over the past couple of weeks, I spoke with comic book creators Phoebe Xavier and Anthony Stokes. We talked about not only their upcoming projects, but also a look behind the scenes of comic book making. Soon, I'll have video of each interview up on our YouTube page, so be on the lookout for that. First up is Phoebe Xavier of 123Go Publications. I planned on having Phoebe's interview up much earlier, but the holidays proved to be way busier than I planned. Uh, That said, we were in the Christmas spirit for part of this interview, and I'm leaving it in there. Um, I'm here with Phoebe Xavier, uh, who is the owner and editor-in-chief of 123Go Comics. Uh, Phoebe, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the owner of 123Go. Uh, 123Go Publications is more of just a brand that me and my friends uh, publish comic books under. Gotcha. Well, my my apologies for that. <laughs> no, no worries. It's okay. But um, so for those of us who aren't familiar, familiar, uh, tell us a little bit about One Two Three Go and some of the comics in that line. Okay, um, it is kind of varied. Several of our books are anthologies, and um, so we have a cyberpunk anthology book called Sidereal Apogee. That was the first book we put out. And then there's um, Gunmetal Black Ops, which is our uh, espionage um, assassination sort of uh, anthology. And uh, we have a Halloween horror anthology called 13th Moon. Uh, There's only one volume out of that, out on that one just yet, but um, there's two more that will be released in quick succession in the next year. Nice. And, you know, that's going to lead into another one of my questions. Uh, I looked at a couple of the comics uh, on the Indie Planet store, and 13th Moon was one of them. I finished it maybe about a half hour before this interview, and the anthology is is so fun. And this was actually, it was something that was uh, successfully kickstarted back in 2020, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, so let's talk about, like, because, I mean, comic books have been on crowdsourcing platforms like uh, Kickstarter and others uh, for years now, but at least I think for me personally, that is something like that has like kind of jumped a lot since uh, since the pandemic. So, kind of tell me about like what's the process to try to get a uh, a comic book you know successfully kickstarted. Um, I think that uh, being on your promo grind, um, appearing on podcasts, varied podcasts that are interested in comic books, um, is an important part of that. Um, I think also, though, um, having a well-networked um, pre-launch sort of thing going on, um, that you have hundreds, dozens to hundreds of people interested in the product before you go live. I think that's a big help to a lot of uh, projects. And um, I don't consider myself like vastly successful through Kickstarter yet, but um, it is something that I've been trying to expand my publication or, or my distribution through. Um, but yeah, uh, I am not the expert, but there are people out there that are experts that you can find if you want to Google them and pay them like for their training courses and such. Like you can learn to be the biggest Kickstarter out there. 
Nice, nice. Um, another title that uh, that I was kind of flipping through, and it's going to be one of those that once we're done with this interview, I'm probably going to have to read tonight. But it is called Trouble. Um, it's kind of a superhero action adventure uh, comic. Tell me a little bit, because you are the writer on this, correct? Yeah, okay. I'm the writer and the letterer on that one. <laughs> awesome. So tell me a little bit about what went into creating this character. Um, so I she is spawned out of the Sidereal Apogee uh, universe, which is a, a, a cyberpunk anthology book. That and But she is a character who I came up with as intentionally a uh, superhero character and that that her her stories would have a different tone than the sidereal apogee stuff um and i wanted to tell us a, a comedy superhero story and um i wanted it to be a a powerful woman of color and um as it happens like my my sidereal apogee universe is in the 2400s so i had to give her a futuristic setting and it's um i'm trying to let her have fun but like Trouble keeps popping up, and she's the only one to take care of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, last book that I want to bring up, and it's timely because of uh, the time of year that we're in. And it's a horror book called Santa Claus, but spelled like you just like you just kind of showed us. It's spelled C L A W S. Uh, what can you tell me about this clearly terrifying book? It is a um, product of Jeffrey Haas and uh, Joe Wong, uh, with covers by Mama SF, and the it's a very fun book. It is not comedy. It is very much a dark Christmas horror about a young boy who, uh, kind of when he like goes all bah humbug, faces the darker side of Christmas. <laughs> nice, nice. I. I feel like there's a certain time of year and like it, 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 during every like holiday Christmas season where everybody kind of feels that way, you know? <laughs> I'm right. I'm up in my Christmas fields this year. I'm enjoying it. I have like a um, rainbow pride Santa hat that I wear at work every day. And uh, we have a Christmas tree and it's not every day that we play the Christmas playlist, but I don't know. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, total aside, What's the top song on your Christmas playlist? Um, I, well, my favorite Christmas song of all time on my own playlist is The Waitresses um, with I Think I Missed This One This Year or whatever. I think it might just be called Merry Christmas or whatever. But yeah, um, The Waitresses uh, about the song where she keeps missing the guy that she wanted to like hang out with and then they're shopping last minute is what gets them together with the one year yeah. So 80s, 80s new wave shit. <laughs> so let's talk about what what were some of your favorite comics growing up? Oh, um, so Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight is kind of maybe my number one comic book as as a kid. Like the the only comic book that I could claim like that I had every single um first edition copy of one to hundred and thirty or whatever it was. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Alpha Flight is my shit. Um, I'm definitely a huge X-Men fan, but my my collection never was like as complete as that. Um, but yeah, X-Men is a huge, huge impact on me as a um, as a kid, as a comic book that I was interested in. All of those X books, like um, X Factor, New Mutants, and the 
I, yeah, in the 90s, huge into that shit. Um, uh, I also love um, Blade of the Immortal is one of my favorite comic books. Um, and I would say I'm more of a Marvel person than a DC person. Yeah, Alpha Flight is my all-time favorite book. Oh, and my favorite X-Man, if you would like to know, is Clarice Ferguson. Granted, my X-Men knowledge isn't nearly as well-versed as it should be, but who, who is that character? I'm not for sure that I've even heard of that one. That's Blink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is it about comics that, as as a storyteller, what is it about comics that made you say, I want to tell stories this way? Um. What made me t- uh, pick comics as a medium? Yes, I think, yes. I think I think I've been already like writing in different mediums, like like attempting to be published in different mediums, uh, like writing screenplays and um, short stories. That I, it wasn't easy to print them, but with comic books, if you can get a twenty-two page PDF in the right specifications, there are places you can go print it. Like not for a whole lot of money either. Like if it's just, you know, five, 10 copies to be like, I printed a comic book. And I think like, yeah, the control of my own um, ability to put out my stories in a way that is easy to enjoy that, um, that I can hold it in my hand and be like, this is my comic book. So. Nice, nice. So I have a feeling I kind of know which direction you're going to go in, but what is one Marvel or DC character who you think would be right at home in the one, two, three, go universe? Oh, um, oh, I am not inviting any of them, but I guess if she can travel through time and space, that would be Clarice Ferguson. Nice, nice. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about like your creative process. As a writer, what's what's the process like for you like once you come up with an idea for a story okay yeah um so i like to uh come up with two things first before i like get too involved in writing a story i like to come up with the title first and i like to come up with the ending first and as long as i know um both how it kind of starts based on the branding of the title and then how it ends with hopefully some kind of cool twist that's like how, how do you make the story? Well, at the ending, you have this happen. And um, so as long as I know those things, filling in the details in between is mostly just letting my imagination run away with itself. Just like keep making up shit about this world. Like, all right, what else would be cool? <laughs> all right, cool. What else? Blah, 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 blah. And then um, as I've been learning from working with a professional editor, you cut like 10% of that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's kind of heartbreaking when, like, there's one part that you think is like totally like important and vital to the story, and then you have an editor who goes like, "Yeah, that needs to go." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, um, and uh, that's life. <laughs> but um, and life is storytelling. We're we're part of this great tapestry of the universe. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, kind of on the other side of things, on the on the business side of comic publishing, uh, what are some of the things that you look for when you're deciding whether a comic should be part of your universe? Um, so, the uh, with one, two, three, go publications, not every book is in the same like universe. We're not like all in uh, World Six One Six of the Marvel universes or whatever. 
Um, there are a couple of different ones that we have defined that there's a little bit of um, crossover from one title to another, um, but it is not all, all comprehensive. Um, and like, so there is space for books to exist without um, being in the same continuums as the other books. And so what I look for then is something that's really awesome, um, both in its artwork and in, in, um, in its storytelling. Most of my books are, are, are me, my ideas, and then like expanding them to other artists and writers that I see are writing in similar genres. Um, but um, yeah, we're doing a historical book. We're doing a, a thing called Viking Saga of the North, which is a, um, an expansion out of uh, the books that are available on Indie Planet. And that will be a historical accounting of the age of the Vikings. Um, and the artwork that I saw um, by the the creator there, Jose uh, Diaz in um, Guatemala, that his he his, his the artwork that he had drawn up for his his idea of he wants to tell a realistic Viking story or whatever, and um, he just had like forty plus pages of brilliant brilliant artwork and not like a. And I helped him like kind of pull in the narrative arc on it. So I think we're gonna have a 24 page book by the time we publish it, but um, it's intended to be historically accurate to this world, to this reality, um, this timeline that we actually have lived through where Vikings came to America, you know, a thousand years ago. That sounds amazing. And the second that I see that it's done, I'm gonna be like, yes, please buy right now. <laughs> Oh, cool. Thank you, because that will be our next Kickstarter. So we do need support on that. Nice, nice. Uh, so kind of keeping with the, the publishing side of things, I know you kind of touched on it earlier, but like, let's talk about like what are some of the challenges that you face as an indie comics publisher? Um, I think like distribution and exposure. Um, like I personally, and, and I think this this is something that, the, the two years of pandemic have impacted on. I personally was just about to start to get ready doing conventions. And then it was like, yes, but there's this thing called COVID. And so that has slowed me down. Um, I would have been at a billion more comic conventions in the last three years if COVID hadn't hit right as I like was publishing my sixth or seventh comic book. Um, and um, so I am trying to get into New York Comic Con for 2023. That hopefully will be my first big splash and be like, yeah, I have rad books. Please look at them. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I think, yeah, COVID itself is an impact on us all right now. But um, I think that if you want to uh, get out there, then do what, what, what we're doing tonight. Like find people to talk to on the internet who host like cool spaces that have an audience interested in comic books like um promote your shit pro extra promote your shit and then like print a bunch of stickers and hand them out to random people and be like hand out more of these like this is us we're awesome <laughs> like, <laughs> nice nice promo, promo, promo. yeah so but on the flip side of that i mean you know it, it, not everything is all gloom and doom there are a lot of really cool things about being an indie comics publisher talk, talk about that a little bit uh, freedom, like full on freedom that um, uh, any sort of topic we want to do is what we get to do. I am, I have a story in a anthology that is coming out called Florida Manthology, like apost apostrophe M apostrophe in front of anthology because it's about Florida man. And um, so in my story, I got to write a story about a man who 
smokes meth through a didgeridoo and blows shotguns into an alligator's face and then has sex with the alligator. So like, you know, I don't think Marvel or DC would let me publish that. But like, I was like, yeah, I got this great idea for a story. <laughs> oh my God. That, that's, that was not on my bingo card of things Trigger I was warning. playing to hear. <laughs> Trigger warning. I wrote that story. I already wrote that story. But I'll, I didn't know that I needed that in my life, but I need that in my life. Thank you. Yeah. You're Come. There's a friend of mine who I even kind of included as the artistic inspiration and the name inspiration as the dude who does that with the alligator. And he didn't know ahead of time. So hopefully one day he's going to look at this comic book and be like, what the fuck did Phoebe do? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. So we've talked about like what you need to do to, you know, like kind of get, you know, like your name and your brand out there. But like as as somebody who's like, who is, you know, a writer and wants to break into writing comic books, you know, like, what advice do you have for them? Oh, um, yeah, for, first of all, just like, write down all your good ideas. Don't like sit around for an afternoon thinking about it without writing parts of it down. Uh, pitch, 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 and um, learn to accept re rejection. Because like, um, 10, 15, 20 years of failure is like one day of overnight success as long as you don't get discouraged somewhere along the way. Nice, nice. That's, no, that's actually really, you know, 100% right. You know, like so many times it, you just kind of like, you can get distracted by failure, but like if you, you just got to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Um, we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but for those who don't know, what is Indie Planet? Oh, Indie Planet is awesome. Indie Planet is like the online boutique half of Kablam. Kablam is, uh, a printing service out of Orlando, Florida. They're really wonderful people. And they, um, it's a small operation. They put out a lot of books though. And so once you printed a book through, uh, Kablam, they will then offer it on Indie Planet, either as a digital download or print to print to order. So, like, I don't have to have 500 copies on hand, but if someone at any point wanted to order 50 of them, they easily could. Nice. No, that's that's a really smart setup. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've mentioned a couple things about what next year will look like. Trying to get into New York Comic Con, you know, putting out uh, putting out an amazing Kickstarter. Anything else that you can tell us that you're planning on for, for next year? Oh, yeah. Well, my first book, my first prose book is coming out. Um, and it is 17 short stories. And it is um, cyberpunk and horror porn. Um, a lot more graphic weird shit in that one, too. And um, that it will be out hopefully January of 2023 on both Indie Planet and um, Kindle and whatnot. Nice. Awesome. Um, I, we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think that we need to mention? Not necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of really cool artists that work with uh, uh, 123 Go Publications. So I, I just want to, in general, in general, encourage people to look them all up. Uh, look up Chris McCulley and the Stokerverse. Look up uh, Frederick B. Roseman. He is the... Um, 
the creator of the main characters in Gunmetal Black Ops, our espionage book. He is down in Mississippi, United States, and he runs a, um, I don't know if it's strictly on Instagram, but the Instagram and Facebook um, thing every October called like I Create Monsters or I Monsters um, thing that people all draw to a schedule or whatever. Um, Jeffrey Haas, who, who booked this, was currently my publicist for promoting my book. Check out all of his writing. And um, yeah, I, wor I work with a fun, creative team of intelligent people and, that are putting out good books. Awesome. Awesome. So one last time, tell us, how can people find you? How can people find 123Go online? Um, go to IndiePlanet.com forward slash 123Go to get our books at the moment. And um, on Instagram, come find me at, at BB123Go. I only have three posts, but come find me. Um, and um, on Facebook, look up 123Go Publications. And in, in a lot of places, the way I brand 123Go is 123Go and then an exclamation point and then publications. So just, just to let you know how to find us, that's often how I brand it. Nice. Awesome. Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, best of luck with 123Go. And it's definitely it's definitely a line that, especially if you like your comics, fun, but a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a line to look out for. So uh, thanks again for chatting with us. Thank you so much, Mitch. Next up is my talk with Anthony Stokes, who has a new Kickstarter campaign launching later this month. Uh, check out the link to his pre-launch page in the show description. I am here with uh, Anthony Stokes, who is a uh, screenwriter and a comic book writer. You've got a Kickstarter coming up. We're going to talk about here here in just a second. But Anthony, how's it going? How was your new year? It was it was fantastic, man. I had a had a, a fun time, safe time. You know, made it home. That's you know important things. <laughs> yes, that is definitely the the most important thing. Um, so you have a Kickstarter launching soon for the first issue of uh, Intrusive Thoughts. Uh, give us the elevator pitch for this title. Absolutely. So a it's uh, I'm always terrible at these. Um, an orphan's mental health deteriorates when his sleep paralysis demon bites one of his classmates. So it's a psychological thriller, like a horror thriller. Okay. Like sleep paralysis is one of those things that like absolutely terrifies me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm here for it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh cool. I'm 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 probably going to, you know, have a sleep paralysis uh experience after reading this. Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> Uh, so when does, give us the details about this campaign. When does it start? How long does it last? Uh, do you have any stretch goals in mind? Absolutely. So it's going to be the 20, so I don't know when it ends. It's going to be January 24th. It's going to be 30 days. So maybe like the 20, February 23rd, 22nd, it'll end. And then stretch goals are going to be pretty standard. It's going to be like an indie comic bundle, um, maybe a preview. It's, it's going to be predominantly, uh, digital stuff. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, and what do what do people need to do uh, like to make sure that they you know know when the Kickstarter launches? So um, and if you you have the links, um, it's in pre-launch. So I have the pre-launch page up, so you can go to the pre-launch page and then hit notify me on launch, and you'll get alerted for when the uh, campaign goes live. Nice, nice. So this is just issue one. How much of this story do you have mapped out? 
it's going to be I, I got the whole thing written um the way i do it the way i really do is i come with the the premise and i, I think of the whole story i really want to do as much writing as possible not in one sitting perhaps but like over the course of a couple of weeks and just kind of bang out every single issue so it's a six issue series it's already been written out so like I have a roadmap along with six individual scripts that are in like the rough draft stage. Nice. Nice. Um, and just kind of like, obviously without giving anything away, but like when you were, when you were writing, did you ever like think you were going to go in one direction, but as, as you were mapping everything out, you're like, Oh, Hey, I think this might work better. Um, no, uh, uh, like, is, what is it? The Panzer, what was it? Panzer plotter. I'm genuinely a plotter. Like, that's how I like to operate. Um, if I'm making a change, it's probably going to happen in the scripting phase. You know what I'm saying? Or, or mm -hmm. it's probably going to happen before I sit down and write the script. I'll make changes. Like, you make changes within the story, certainly, you know, but generally, generally speaking, when I sit down to write the first issue, the story is is eighty percent of what it will look like in the fire, final product. So you've also ran successful Kickstarter campaigns uh, for the first three issues of your other series, Decay. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that book. Yeah, Decay is uh, like intrusive thoughts. Is a messy, messy little brother. It's a supernatural vengeance thriller. Um, guy gets killed at house party, comes back to life. It's very gritty very very grimy a, a lot more emotional i would say like a more raw type nice and you've got if i'm not mistaken there you still have a couple more issues of decay to come out we got two more two more and i'm i'm i'm, I'm flirting with when to drop those um decay issue decay issue four just got finished so that's that's nice. That's a really that that just got done. So sometimes it'll it'll finish in 2023 for sure. Awesome. Um, so does decay and intrusive thoughts uh, exist in the same universe, or do you prefer that your stories just exist in their own bubble? I prefer the 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 own bubble. Um, personally, I think a pitfall that a lot of creators get into when they first start is like I'm they're gonna like I'm gonna make my own universe. I'm gonna make my own like and it's like it's it's so hard to tell one good story you know like it's hard to tell a five issue series and now that, that's why i like to stick to the five or six issue series because it's it's easier to keep track of and let alone you're doing world building across multiple stories now i don't think there's any i think if you tell a story and you find an element within that story to tell another sequel that that's different but to like try to connect two different stories doesn't really doesn't really make sense to me. Gotcha. Uh, so, like I said, you're also a screenwriter. What mm -hmm. are uh, some of the similarities between the two art styles? Similarities is, I mean, there there's like the basic tenets of storytelling. You know what I'm saying? There's character, motivation, there, there's story, beats, you know, and then because... So it's 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 this it's the same amount that's similar as you would find in like a book, a novel to screenwriting, you know, play to screenwriting. I think the major the major difference is that uh, dialogue com com composes a lot of of a movie. Like that's mm -hmm. that's a very large part of a movie. If especially if you look at like like a Tarantino or an Aaron Sorkin, 
um, the, the, the spec, the spectacle is essentially the dialogue in those cases where when you're making a comic book, there's, it takes up literal real estate on the page. So you have to be much more mindful. So it's, it's, um, I wrote really brief dialogue anyway. So it was a, it was an easy transition for me to go from scripting to, to, to comic books. Nice. So would you ever want to or ever think about writing a film adaptation of, say, Decay or Intrusive Thoughts? Do you mean do you mean like I would write it and then try to get it produced or if it if it got picked up or optioned, I would write it? Yeah, if it got like if it got picked up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I'd be I would want to be the one, at least a co-writer. Nice. At the very least. So tell me what what got you into comics? I what got me into comics is I I really I was I was a, I was a bad kid so I was always grounded <laughs> and you know um you know who wants to read novels all day you know when you're grounded you can read books and so my my uh, basically family friend bought me home uh the Yu-Gi-Oh the uh the manga and I was really big in the television show and I kind of went from there to like Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball uh Rama one half Naruto One Piece and then um. I, I viewed comics as kind of more matured and I started, I started dipping the comics from there. Just like, you know, Watchmen, uh, ultimate Spider-Man. I like to read, I've read, I kind of went back and read the, uh, old, the, the essential Spider-Mans, the, the, the ones that they, I guess they do a best of. Those are really mm -hmm. cool. So that was kind of like my foray into comics. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about the creative process. Um, what it's like for you from when you come up with an idea for a story, you know, tell us from, you know, beginning to, you know, like when it's published, <laughs> maybe, maybe not every step. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I got you. It's, you know, it, it's, it's so different because um, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of slight pivot. Uh, do you follow me on Twitter? Uh, not, not officially, a, not officially, okay. but I, I, in doing research, I definitely scroll through your uh, through your Twitter account. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Now I wasn't trying to catch you off guard. So, <laughs> um, there, there, I got into a, a little bit of trouble because I I implied that um, marketing is a comic making skill. That's that's the direct quote that that got me in a lot of trouble. So the prevailing thought is that when you make something uh, like a story, or when you make a comic book, there's the creative stuff like story characters. Be, you know beats action beats etc you you that's it then you start the marketing after that now you start start thinking about distribution start thinking about all this other stuff but the reality is there's so many things that you do it, when, when you're trying to get somebody to read your comic book or get return viewers you're that's that's marketing that's distribution essentially if i if i make if i think of a cover idea that's like wow this is going to really catch somebody's eye you're thinking about marketing so there's some, I, some, so there's, like I said, there's two prevailing thoughts. So sometimes um, I will think of something that's missing in the market and I'll come up with an idea. Or sometimes it's an idea I have, and then I'm just going to, I'm just going to make this thing. And then we'll, we'll see like, and choose the thoughts. It's not like an easy sell. Like it's not, it's a little, it's, it's a little bit of a, a like a, like a, it's a genre bender stuff is hard to sell. Whereas there's other stuff where it's like, okay, I'm kind of reverse engineering what I think the market needs. And then I'm writing a story around that. And then at, at both times I'll have, a, I'll have a, a premise, a story, I think a character stuff. And then I try to think of something that I can add to make it special, to make it unique. Um, 
so in in decay i had the idea of somebody coming back to life and the thing that it was missing was that personal element and so i added this the, the grief aspect of it to kind of like give it that that pumping heart to make it a fully realized story for for example nice yeah that's that's a really you know smart way to think about it you know too like it's like what what does the market need and then to try to fill that gap yeah exactly because it's going to make it it's going to make it easier to sell and that's what people don't that's what people don't understand if i'm building a car i'm not going to build it in a vacuum and then give it to like the marketing people and say hey what you know they're going to get they're going to do market research and then tell us whatever features we need while making the car so that's easy to sell it's just it's just optimizing the process and i think people make it way harder than it has to be because if you if you consider something at the last moment it, it's it's likely not going to be the best version of that thing right that's just like mm-hmm. that's just preparation that's just, that's just basic stuff so going back to twitter um mm-hmm. One thing that you tweet often is the mantra, uh, I will get better about making comics today. Uh, I love that. And, you know, you can you can repurpose that into just about anything in life. You know, it doesn't have to just be about making comics. But what does that what is that saying? What does that mean to you? Well, there's in in, on the community and it might be every independent community, but in, in comics specifically, it's a lot of. What I it's it's a lot of self defeatism. It's a lot like God. Is, did you guys make any money today? I sure did. not I didn't write any pages today. So it, it's really trying to combat that and trying to give somebody like motivation or or trying to make it make it easy so people can be can be motivated. You know, because I think it's a shame. Because I think indie comics is one of the easier. I think comics is one of the easier easier industries to break into. So if we're having trouble with this. Like we're you know we're we need to we need to tighten up. Yeah. Um. So you, you've kind of already given some advice for people who, you know, want to start writing comics. But like what other advice would you have for somebody who, you know, they they've got the idea. They they, mm-hmm. they want to do this, but they don't really know how to jump in. Yeah, I would say I would say study as many figure out do as much research as possible. Like, how are you dis- distributing? I can't say that. How are you how are you getting this thing out there? Like what what platforms are you using? You know, how are you marketing? read read a lot of comic books read like just do so much research because once you get into it once you start like so much of your time is going to be making the thing you know it's an it's invaluable before you actually start is an invaluable time because you're going to have more time than you're 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 going to have as long as you're pursuing comics so we are just into 2023, but what does your year look like? Do you, what cons do you have lined up? Uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, the, the Kickstarter for intrusive thoughts, but any other Kickstarters that, you know, you, you've got planned that, you know, you're, you're working towards. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm doing a bunch of them, man. I, 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 I applied for Baltimore comic-con. That's some that, that was really fun last year. There's going to be uh, Hampton comic-con, Tidewater Comic-Con, uh, a bunch of ones on the, any, pretty much any, any cons on like the mid East coast up to like Baltimore Comic-Con. Those, those are ones I want to go to. And then as far as 2023, I'm really excited. I have, um, I haven't choose the thoughts that you won. I'm, I'm going to be ending decay uh, with issues four and five. And I have two other new series that are going to be dropping as well. So 
um, I'm going to have four campaigns and like five, four new series and five issues, single issues uh, dropping. So it's, it's, it's going to be busy. Yeah. Um, anything that you might want or be able to tease about the, the new series that are coming up? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I, I mentioned how much I love manga. I'm dropping, I'm dropping two new mangas, um, which is, which is super exciting. And it's going to be, one's going to be a sports manga. One's going to be a fantasy ma- manga. And uh, they're, 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 they're all still about trauma and, and, uh, and misery as I, as I often like to write about. Nice. So um, one more time, give us the, uh, give everybody the info on the Kickstarter for intrusive thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to, I have to provide you the link, but uh, it's going to be, it's a beautiful comic book. It's going to be, it's, it's beautifully illustrated and it's going to be a fantastic series and it drops January 24th. So go January to the launch and, uh, and hit notify me on launch. Nice. Nice. Very, very excited about this. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground, but is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to? I don't, um, no, no, I, I'm, I think we got, I think we got a lot of the, a lot of the points. Nice. Nice. Uh, so last thing, you know, like, where can people find you online? We talked about Twitter. Where else can people find you? I'm I'm very I'm at the I'm about to pull it up. I just started a YouTube channel, so I'm 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 pumping that heavy. Uh youtube.com forward slash super comic bros uh with my boy Chris Moses. We we just started that. Very excited about that channel. So check that out as well. Nice. And one more time, uh even though it's Right there, if you're watching the video on our YouTube page, but if you're listening to us on the podcast, how can people find you on Twitter? Twitter.com forward slash Stokes the Writer. Stokes the Writer. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, best of luck with uh, Intrusive Thoughts, uh, Decay. I'm I'm really excited about both of these titles, um, especially with Decay. Uh, I'm excited to kind of get caught up, but then also with intrusive thoughts to be able to just jump in right at the beginning and yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's going to do it for this episode of the geek awakens. We won't have a regular show this week, but we're planning a few things to help make 2023 our best and geekiest year yet. Uh, From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon. Happy New Year!